If you've been thinking about getting a real estate investment, but you haven't yet, it's likely not because the market's not right, it's because you're scared. This episode with Kong Lee, he went from living in a mud hut, living in a shed, and having a failed business in the mall to making $300,000 per month, and then using that to buy his dream car, which was a Ferrari that he couldn't imagine. And so he's been in the business for many years, He's got a lot of energy. He's got 3 million followers on TikTok. You might have seen him, the real King Kong. The Deal Machine REI Podcast. Everything you need to know to get started in real estate investing. Could you tell us your story, man, in maybe like 90 seconds? Because you've told this before and I've literally cried. Because I, I just can't imagine you you lived in such a, a different life than I did. Dude, David, I, I want to say, dude, I appreciate, and Brian, appreciate the opportunity to be here with you guys, man. Um, you know, my, I started my real estate career about 12 years ago. Never, ever, ever, I ever imagined sitting on a podcast with these two guys, Stone Cold Killer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, man, I mean, you know, for, for every single one of you that's sitting there with all the excuses of why you cannot become successful, hopefully after you listen to my sh little short story here, that you, you know that you're capable of doing this 1,000%. It takes a little bit of faith and believing yourself, my friend. You too can make your dreams become true. So for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Kong, also known as King Kong, born and raised in Vietnam, grew up in a mud hut. And I'm sure all, the, all of you that's listening probably... Couldn't even imagine what a mud hut is. I was born and raised in a mud hut, grew up dirt poor. I used to catch frogs for dinner. A lot of you don't even know what a frog is, <laughs> right? So, man, and my family was fortunate enough to, you know, come to America at the age of nine. And I say this all the time, dude. I, I, I'm super grateful to be in a land of opportunities where everyone have equal chances to become successful, become financially free. It's just all of you, all of you do, all of you are too lazy and you like to make excuses more than you making money. And that's why you are where you are because of who you are. You always whine and complain like a little bitch. <laughs> dude, us, dude, the, 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 because the majority of the people that are born here in America, dude, they take everything for granted because it was, it, it's like they grew up, everything was just so easy, yeah. right? And that's why immigrant, when, when, we, when we have to, dude, all I know is people in my country will sacrifice their life, right? So when you say, uh, uh, FOB, fresh off the boat. There will be people that know that if they take that route, 99% of the chance that they will, be, they will die, but they still risk their life to come to America because for one thing, and that, my friend, is freedom and being able to obviously create the American dreams. But anyways, you know, I, I dropped out of high school when I was 17. And the reason why is because I want to get that money. I didn't want to, I didn't care about a degree. So I dropped out when I was 17, and obviously, you know, as an Asian parent, my mom was like, they were sad, mad, and pissed off because she brought me over here for me to create a future, right? She wants to see me not have to work so hard like they do. Someone who sits in an office and make, I don't know, sixty to $100,000 a year. But I knew that that was not the path that I wanted. Met my wife at the age of 18, and we moved into a little shed behind a mobile home park. She's also a high school dropout. And uh, we moved to a little shed behind a mobile home park, and we lived there from the age of 18 all the way until I was 23. And then I uh, got into real estate when I was 27. First six months, it was extremely stressful. I got to the point where I, 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 I wanted to give up multiple times. 
And the reason I didn't give up is because I said, if I give up today, I'll give up on myself. I'll give up on my dreams. And most importantly, I gave up on the wifey. She's the one who did depend on me to succeed, to provide us the life that we deserve. So I pushed through. I got my mentor within six months. I knew that I just couldn't do it alone. I watched all the YouTube. I listened to all the podcasts. I took massive action, but I just couldn't get a deal done. And I knew what I knew I was the type of guy that needs that hands-on training. Hi, my mentor. Um, closed my first deal. I got into the, the real estate game as a fix and flipper. Closed my first deal. We went through the whole fix and flip. After four months or so, listed on the market, got full price offer, make 50K. That was net profit, split 50-50 with my uh, mentor. And dude, that was history. Because I was working at a J-O-L-B eight hours a day, full time, to make 30,000 a year. And now here I am flipping a house where I, don't, I have no construction background, no experience, and then end up making 50K. Dude. But then about uh, four and a half year in, I was trying to grow too fast, too quick. And I got about $1.5 million tied up. I almost went bankrupt. That's when I discovered wholesaling, where you put a property in a contract, never have to buy it, never have to fix it up, never have to worry about you know raising private money, hard money, none of that. I put it on the contract, found a buyer in two days, closed that thing in 15 days, made 28000 shut my whole fix and flip operation down, went all into wholesaling. And uh, now I, I have a team of seven VAs that run my whole entire wholesaling operations. I don't make as much as Ryan or David is, but we're doing about six figure a month. I spent about an hour on the business, and uh, from there, man, that's why I'm here now. I have so many questions, and, and I'm trying to make sure that I pick the questions that are most helpful for our what our viewership is. But first off, you, you nailed it. The work ethic here in the United States is so weird because you have an entitlement factor that you had mentioned, but you also have, like, I never felt, and I'm not coming, look, dude, yep. I can't even sit here and talk about my story. Your story, bar none, that, that is, I shouldn't even be saying anything in comparison to me. But the way oh, that I came story. into this game, I came into this game because I was put up in a position where I was tired of working for somebody else who had complete control over my how much I made how much time I spent. I had three kids and it's like, look, I can't do this anymore. So I had that desire and that hunger. Like I have to, it is do or die. I have got four people depending on me in this household yeah. to make sure that I provide income. Mm -hmm. So I relate to the hunger to, to be successful and especially being responsible and uh, with your wife, like understanding your, responsibility to her is a huge thing. And I, I mean, I, I would say the same thing. Gosh, guys, if you are in that position where you literally want to get out of the game, it literally just takes you getting up and doing it. Like you can't sit on the sidelines and expect your, your game or your life or your situation to change on its own, on its own. You got to get up. You got to go and find the deal you got to make the changes that are necessary to live the life you want to live. Like, it's just not going to happen. And too many times in, in, in the U.S., people just wait and want it to just fall in their lap. And it doesn't work like that. Anyway, soapbox moment yeah, there. No. Gosh, like, it is, your story is, and I've only heard, what, 60 sec seconds of it. And it's it fires me up because I'm like, 
if if oh, Kong I got can do that. It. Golly, it's incredible, man. But I, then I'm like, I, I like how after six months you were like, oh, I need to get a mentor. Right, that's another big thing. How did you finally? How did you finally just realize that you needed to make a yeah. get a mentor? Bro, I was being cheap, David. I was being cheap, and then I was like, you know what? Why would I pay anybody any money? To learn this game. Everything is free on YouTube, baby. <laughs> right? And you guys got to understand, this is 12 years ago. But before I answer that question, I want to touch base on what, what, what Ryan said. Ryan, I tell my followers this all the time. You only, got, you only got two choices in life. You either get rich or be a little bitch. <laughs> which means you either be the boss or you work for a boss. Right. That's it. Yep. That's your two choices, dude. And a lot of you, a lot of you like to whine, complain, right? More, a lot of you want to make excuses more than you want to make money. Yeah. Dude, if you want, if you want to be the boss, then you got to do boss shit. Yeah. You know what boss do? Boss don't take vacations. Right. Dude, you, you, your first, you, your first few years in business, if you want to be the boss, you got to cut the check. You got to take the risk. Yep. Right. And you got to suck up to the loss. Yeah. There's no such thing as vacation trip. There is no such thing as party on the weekend. There is no such thing. That's what boss got to do. Yeah. Can I ask what motivates you now? Like what, I mean, I love, for me, it's the thrill of a sale. I love the thrill of a yeah. sale. I love getting a house under contract and then assigning it. That, that I, I could do that all day, every day. Cause it's so much fun. What, uh. how, what keeps you going now? Man, Ryan, I think earlier what you said was good. And I think that I just, um, Todd and I actually talks about this and he's the one who, who brought this up. Is that, dude, you got to be hungry. Yeah. But what's hard is that what's really, really hard is being in, you know, David, Ryan positions that you already fool. Your, your family can eat for generations. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're still hungry, <laughs> yeah. which means you're still waking up, you're going out there, you're grinding, you're hustling, but you don't need to. That, my friend, is called discipline. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. See? So... For me, Ryan, dude, I'm not, like, now what I love the most, bro, is I'm just so fortunate and so lucky, dude, to be in a position where I'm now able to do what I love, and that is creating content. And that's what that's what gets me out of bed. So it's not wholesaling. Mm -hmm. It's not real estate. So my real estate is making me moan it, but, dude, I have no passion. Like, I don't even like anything about it. Right. <laughs> right? So that's why, to me, Ryan, I tell people that they're confused. If your passion don't pay for your lifestyle, then it's just a hobby. Right. Majority of you use the word passion as an excuse to like, oh, I only want to do what I want to do. Sound like a little bitch. <laughs> because a lot of times, dude, it requires you to do things that you don't want to do to get the money, to get the results that you want. Right. And once you have the money, dude, you can use that money to fund your passion. And that's what I did, Ryan. Lana and I, Lana, dude, it, it could have been e-commerce. We choose real estate because, you know, real estate makes the most millionaire. Yeah. Right, so we choose that the path. We committed to one thing, and we went all in, and then that funded, and then that's and then when I got into social media, I discovered, man, this is what I really love to do. Like I can do social media, creating content, being on here with you guys, just talking for hours and hours and hours, and Ryan doesn't even feel like work. Right. Like I get pumped up and get just super excited. Yeah. But that's but 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 to answer your your question, man, that's that's what gets me pumped up. And get me out of bed now. It's just it's just being able to create content, give back, share what I learned the past, you know, twenty something year of just being in the game. Mm -hmm. One more question. So I know. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. So 
you had mentioned how your parents kind of reacted to the idea that, that you didn't want to go to school mm. after, yep. after you landed these, I don't know, maybe two, three months of success in real estate. Did that, did that dynamic change? Were they a little bit more like, Oh, never mind. Man, Ryan, you know, Lon and I, man, Lon and I are, until I got to the point where I was putting content on social media, my whole entire family did not know what we were doing. Lon and, Lon, dude, Lon and I, Lon and I were living in a shed, and I remember some of my friends and family call me a loser and tell us that we were never going to make it because we we're both high school dropout. And, and dude, instead of tell, to, to me, bro, I've always believed that until, instead, of, instead of telling someone, show them. Yeah. Because everybody can talk shit. Everybody can say, I, I'll become the next millionaire. I'll show you what's up. I'll become the next billionaire. But how many actually actually do it? Mm -hmm. So I believe in more of the doing instead of talking. Because, dude, there's too many shit talkers. Oh, yeah. Too many people talk a lot of shit but ain't doing enough. You will never see an action taker talk shit. Right. No, they don't. They're too busy teaching action, baby. Yep. So Ryan, Lon, Lon and I literally put our head down. We just put our head down. We zone out and we distant everything, bro. We just focus on our goals and on our dreams. And Lon and I do it just like together fighting this battle. Mm -hmm. Right? So there were times where I didn't go home. And, and dude, I was grinding th 13, 12 hours a day. And what I didn't say, Ryan, is that Lon and I actually, so we started the, the J-O-B making $8.50 an hour. That's where I start, $8.50 an hour. And then Lana and I, man, we were so fortunate enough. Lana was working in the mall part-time selling hair extension for this Korean guy, right? So what, have you guys ever seen those little kiosks in the mall? Mm -hmm. Of course. Same thing. So the guy was trying to grow too fast, too quick. He shut it down, and he knew the only person that he can sell it to was Lon. Lon, dude, Lon was the best of the best in the game. A lot of you do, you, you suck at being an employee and you think that you can be a good boss. Like you think you can go out and build your own business when you suck <laughs> at being an employee. You just want to do the bare minimum. Yeah. You always worry about the clock in, clock out. You don't go the extra mile. So that way, when you decide to build your own business, you're like, oh man, now I got to grind 13, 14 hours hour a day. I can't do this. So you end up going back to the J-O, the B again. Yeah. But Anyways, Ryan, yeah, so we bought we, we bought that kiosk, man, and then that's where we started to get a lot of our uh, business experience through that, and then it helps us get into the whole um, real estate game. So I know you did your first deal, Kong, was actually yep. a fix and flip, but then yep. you said you, you did wholesale after that, right? Yep, yep. Why did you decide to switch? Dude, because I suck at fix and flip. <laughs> what do you mean? You're not down, Dude, were you down there fixing sinks yourself? No, no, like I didn't do I didn't do any of the work, so, but, but the thing is, to me, bro, number one, the whole fix and flip games, too much risk. Imagine trying to grow the fix and flip game to like 100, 200, 300,000 a month. How much capital is that going to take? How much risk is that going to take? And the thing is, David, Lon and I, man, so when we first got into the game, right, real estate, we want to make money, but also use financial, uh, it's that time freedom, bro. Mm -hmm. Lon and I have been working, dude, we Dude, we've been grinding 13, 12 hours a day for like, dude, like 10 years, so, right? Because so Lana has a little small business in the mall. You, you guys don't understand, like, this is really what it takes to build a successful business. A lot of you need to understand that your first five years in business, there is no, like, you don't have extra money to buy stupid shit. Like, you don't. Mm -hmm. People think that, oh, yeah, you know, like, like. Like your first five years, dude, it's, it's, it's all about reinvesting. And if you do make extra money, dude, it's buying asset. That's what smart entrepreneurs do. Yes. They buy asset. 
they, 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 they reinvest into building their team, reinvest into building their business, right? To get to a multi-million. Once you start making three, five, seven million dollars a year, that's when you have some extra money to buy stupid shit, my friend. But the first five years, how many businesses actually become a, can make millions of dollars within five years? Majority fell within the first one or two years. Yep. So a lot of you out there looking at like all these people posting on Instagram or social media. Oh, I've been in, dude, I've been wholesaling for the last two years and now they're driving a supercar. I know they're broke. <laughs> I know they ain't got no money. Even, dude, even if, if they claim to make a million a year. But the thing is, you know, your taxes. You got to pay Uncle Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To not pay Uncle Sam, you can't buy stupid shit because you're going to take that money. You're going to buy real estates so you can do that as a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I believe. But David, go back to answer your question, man. It's because you know I was waking up at five o'clock in the morning, and I was working till like 10, 11 p.m. at night, and I was dealing with contractor. I was babysitting them, man. I was going to Home Depot. I was dealing with the city. I was dealing with you know the getting the permit, and babysit contractor are the worst. Yeah. But Jordan were freaking drinking on the job, dude. Drunk, drugs. I get different kind of phone calls, man, telling my contractor was, dude, it was so crazy to the point where I was just so stressed out. And I say, dude, this is not the life I want. I'd rather make 100000 a year than deal with all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then I say, well, and then also too, David, I was tapped out. Like, I didn't have a choice but to wholesale now. I couldn't leverage anymore. Yeah. Yep. Can you tell us about the first actual wholesale deal that you did? Because I, yep. I know you made 25K on that flip, but I'm hearing that you were burned out and you saw immediately that it wasn't going to scale without a yep. lot of risk. So yep. where did you go next to find that first wholesale deal? And then, of course, you got to talk about how you found the buyer. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, yeah. So once again, I got about $1.5 tied up and I say, shit, I need to get some other income coming in. Otherwise, Lana, otherwise dude, I was at the merch where I was going to file, file bankrupt because... Oh, David, whoa. it was, dude, yeah, man. Yep. That's scary. It, it was the most, dude, David, I've never experienced the word depression. I don't even know what that means. I've never felt it, man, but I've gotten to the point where I actually felt it, bro. It was, to me, dude, it, I felt it. And, I, and I, I, I realized, man, this is what people mean by depression. I was want my life, I just want to be done with, bro. I want people to come and just to take all this pain away from me. Take, take everything you want from me, but just take this pain away from me. I just can't handle it no more. And uh, the reason why I felt that is because I, if I was single, David and Ryan, it would have been a different game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care to lose everything, bro, and start back again yeah. in the little shed behind a mobile home park. But because I felt like I have let the wifey down, man. Dude, she believed in me. Mm. She, put, she, she put everything that she got with me into this. And now I felt like I've let her down. And to me, dude, that was the biggest thing that I just couldn't overcome. Yeah. I said, like, man, I, I'm just beating myself up, right? So anyways, and then my local investor said, Kong, you're not good at fl- fixing flip, dude. Why don't you try wholesaling? <laughs> I said, well, shit. That. Yeah, uh, one of my local investors. I said, like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, I got well, you. I said, dude, I don't have a choice. So there was this listing. It was expired listing. So this probably was on the market. And it got taken off the market. And I went to the local RIA and there was a meetup. And all the investors know about that property. It was in a very popular area. And they were saying, hey, if if someone get this property in a contract, man, I'll buy like this. And they'll they'll even tell you how much they'll buy for and et cetera. I said, shit, I'll target it. So I went home 
wrote the letter, sent it to her. She calls me. We negotiated back and forth anyways. I'm a, I met her at McDonald's, signed the contract, and I found the buyer by in the local RIA. Found so the buyer in the local You went to a RIA. They told you they wanted to buy a specific property, and you went and you got that property under contract just like that? Correct. What? How did you do that? So we went to the – so basically it's like a meetup. So this guy, he runs like a little mastermind for all the local investor, right? There was like – I don't know, like maybe like seven of, I guess yeah. I shouldn't say the local RIA. There was like seven of us, right? We go in okay. there and we, we mastermind, we, we share ideas. Yeah. And they, they all want that property. It's, a, it's in a great location. It's next to the community college. It was on the market, but I guess whoever offered them even full price, there were investors who offer the seller even overpriced. But for some reason, she just wouldn't sell because the son didn't want to sell the property. So I decided, you know what? Well, everybody wants it. Let me try to contact her. Somehow, dude, I was able to convince her, met at McDonald's, signed the contract. I called the investor, the, the, the investor, and I said, hey, I got the property in the contract. They're like, no way. I said, yep. I said, this is how much I'm going to sell it for, right? Made 20K, man. We closed in 15 days. And I said, dude, this is the game that I want to play. Yeah. I didn't have to buy the property. I didn't have to fix it up. I didn't have to deal with contractor. One phone call, boom. How did That's that, amazing. How did that it, feel? It, how did that feel when you, dude, when you right. closed? Bro, it, dude, it felt, it felt, dude, I, absolutely amazing. The reason why is because I was like, shit, I can get myself out of the hole. Yeah. I dig this hole so deep that I'm going to get myself out of it, and this is my way out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so all my wholesaling money, man, was going to just funding all the rehab, getting it done, and get me back on my feet again. Gotcha. Th that's amazing. I loved how the person told you how much they'd buy the property for. I yes. had a similar experience at a meetup. It was like a turnkey provider that taught wholesalers how to get their first deal. And they would give a sheet that said, if you find a three-bedroom, two-bath house in Washington Township, we will pay $72,000 for it. You know, this is Indianapolis, so it's a lot cheaper. Right. And so um, it was like, oh, that gave me so much confidence. Like, now I can just go and just, I know what I need to get this under contract for. Yep. And so it just motivated me to go and do it. So I, I know wish every city had a, a meetup like that, but I, yep. I kind of think they do, right? Like, how did you even find out about this meetup you went to where seven people showed up and he told you that? Bro, dude, David, man, when I first, first got into the game, I networked like crazy. Lon and I would get off work. We would drive an hour and a half. Like, you guys, this is what it takes, man. There's just no excuses. Lon and I would get off work at 9 p.m. We'll drive out there to Edmond, which is like, I think, an hour and a half away from us. Go to the local RIA. And I was calling all the realtors. Dude, I was calling every single realtor. In my, they all know me, right? They all know me. And this one guy, his name is Tim Cornwell. And he has that little mastermind. He said, Kong, I think you'll be great at this. Like, I, I think you'll be a good part of our little mastermind. I said, Shh. I said, dude, thank you. Well, where do I go? How can I meet up with you guys? And that's kind of uh, how it went. That's amazing. So yeah, if you're listening to this, you can go to some of those meetups. I mean, I found mine by just like Googling real estate investor meetup yeah. in my city to start networking like you did, Kong. Yeah. And listen, a, a lot of you will be like, well, I'm not outgoing. So you want to make money or you don't? You want to change your life? You want to change your bank account? And stop being a little bitch. <laughs> stop saying, st stop with the word, I can't. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. And that's why you're stuck at the J-O the B, my man. Yep. Dude, if you want something you never had, you got to be willing to do things you have never done. And if you want things that other don't have, cannot have, dude, you must be willing to do things that other won't. Most people are, are not going to get off, right, from their nine to five and then grind for three to four hours. But you will. Because... 
You want what they cannot have. You want to drive the supercar. You want the big mansion. You want to be a millionaire or a multimillionaire. That's why you got to do things that majority people won't do. Mm-hmm. And majority of them, dude, are just mediocre, man. And a lot of you, man, you need to start changing your circle of influence. Imagine if you hang out with Ryan and David. and Dude, all they do is they like, they show you checks after checks after checks after checks, and you'll be like, shit. <laughs> what you make in a year is what Ryan or David makes in one check. You'll be like, oh, shit, dude. Right? <laughs> I've been on that end before. I've been on that what I've... I, my first you. check was what I would like. I made in one deal what it would take me an entire month <laughs> working at this yep. stupid job. I'm like, what a waste <laughs> of my life. And then it's like, you go into like the second and third month, and we did like three, three or four deals back to Matt. And I, I'll never, I was actually at um, the We Live 2020. Uh, Max Maxwell's oh. conference, and I closed nice. two deals while I was sitting in the room watching him talk. Damn. Two deals closed, and both of them were twenty thousand dollars a piece. And I'm like, I'm, wow. I, I looked over at Megan. I'm like, we just made forty thousand dollars, and we're just sitting here listening to somebody talk. Rich. I'm like, that is the <laughs> coolest freaking thing. And forever, Ryan's that's like, why I'm baby. like, I'm hungry. I want that ex- that feeling that you get when you get that check. It's like I want yep. this feeling every day. I want that mm-hmm, feeling. Right. Every, I will chase that feeling every day because it's the thrill that like feeds. You can say it feeds a monster. I don't know. I don't know why I feel that way. I gotcha. just want that feeling of success over and over and over and over, wherever that's going to be. So, Ryan, yeah, Ryan. So there's this guy at the gym, and he he came up, and then he asked me. He followed me as well. He said, Kong, man, I really want to change. Like, I want to do more, but, dude, I'm just so... Like, I'm good now. I said, bro, then you're never going to change. Mm-hmm. You'll never do more. Dude, if you're, if you're happy and you're satisfied, there's no reason why. Yeah. There's, there's no reason why you need to change. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, my friend, everybody will all just want to be happy. If you're happy and you're satisfied, no matter what, no matter what content you watch, no matter who you watch, no motivation, you're not going to change. The only reason why you will change, one, is you're unhappy. Or two, you're unsatisfied. Lana and I, when we were living in that shed behind a mobile home park, Lana and I was happy. But we're unsatisfied, my friend. Mm -hmm. We wanted more in life. And that's what makes us get out of bed and do whatever we need to do. If you're not unhappy or unsatisfied with your current situations, I promise you, you're not going to take action and you're not going to stay committed. You might go in it and try it out and you'll be like, eh, I don't think it's for me. Then then you just bounce back to your life where you're like, oh, I'm comfortable. You're comfortable? You're not going to push. Right. You're no. just not. No. Please open up your podcast app right now and leave us a review and let us know what you thought of this episode. It means so much because the reviews help us get in front of more people. And the more people we can get in front of, the more we can help them achieve financial freedom. And we also get more energy to put more content out like this to help you. So by leaving us a review, it will give you more content to come to help you along in your journey. Thank you so much. Well, Kong, you mentioned supercars a couple of times, and I know that you got that Ferrari Portofino, and I'm just curious. <laughs> this one. Do you like it as much now as you did when you first got it? Was it a year ago? Bro, dude, I love it, man. And I got to tell you guys this. Listen, man. Every single time when I sit on it, sit in it, David, still to today. Bro, if you, if you see me on the road, this is what I'm doing in the car. Oh, yeah, baby. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm popping. I'm cranking that music on, dude. 
And I, dude, because, dude, to me, man, I look back and I, dude, I, I, I could never, David, it never even come across my mind. High school dropout. I remember, dude, I remember seeing the, so when I first came to American seeing a Ferrari, I was like, dude, only doctors, lawyers, like people who are smart, who go to Harvard, right, graduated, only those people can drive these kind of car. And I'm here as a high school dropout, driving the car, make more in one month than a doctor or lawyer makes in a whole entire year. I mm -hmm. said, mother, I, come on, man, shit, let's go, baby. So I, dude, when you see me in the car, baby, I'm, dude, I'm rocking, man. <laughs> so, but yes, David, to answer your question, dude, I was just excited today sitting in the car as I am when I first picked it up, man. I love hearing that. And, and I'm not surprised either, but I am curious. How do you know yep. when it's okay to buy one of those cars? No, that's a good dude, question. I think, I think to, to me, to me, David, you got first, you got to get some real estate. You got to get some rentals. Second, you got to stack at least, I would say at least a million in cash in the bank. And you got to make at least what the car's worth in one month. That's, that's when I, I, I truly feel like you're ready. Because right now, now listen, everybody's different, but that's how Lon and I operate. We, we operate off of 10 to 15% of what, you, what we make. Mm -hmm. So when Lon and I was, you know, when I was making $8.50 an hour, living in a shed behind a mobile home park, you know how much Lon and I budget ourselves per month? $50, $50. So this, this, Lon and I didn't have a whole lot of expense, right? That we had a used Honda. Rollerblades. Maybe dude, yeah, man, we, dude, bro, we, we had a, we, we had a, a used Honda, right? And we're living in a shed, lawn with mom trailer, right? And we're paying her like 200 bucks a month. And our budget was $50 a month. Was it hard? Absolutely. But we knew that this is the sacrifice that we have to make. This is the price that we have to pay because we said we want to be a millionaire. And dude, there was time, David, we, we, we went to a restaurant. So, you know, pho, right? I, Pho yeah. is my favorite. I ordered bo a bowl of pho, and then I, I asked the girl, I said, hey, I also want a, a spring roll. Spring roll at the time was like $1.50. Guess what Lon said? Lon said, Kong, we don't have that in our budget. I said, come on, man. Shit. I can't even have. So I was like, I can't even have a spring. Lon said, listen, Kong, you can't now, but I promise you one day you can have all the spring roll you want. And man, man now yeah. every single time when I go, dude, I gotta have my spring roll, baby. Just one, <laughs> it's or so you great get, you get to you have get two spring, spring rolls. Roll. It, it's so much sweeter. <laughs> it's so much sweeter. Two spring roll might be over the budget. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kong, do you, do you have another thing that you're looking forward to now that you've achieved so much? Right, your, your Ferrari is worth a yeah. lot of money, right? Like that you paid. Uh, you've shown the sticker; it's three hundred thousand dollars. So, making that in a month is no joke. And I think you can accept two spring rolls. But is there <laughs> is there another goal that you're looking forward to? Um, yeah, man. I think um, so. Lon and I right now, um, our goal is to get to the uh, Lon want to do like 100k a day net. Whoa! So what? Lon, yeah. So Lon just want to talk about net. So she wants to get to the point where we can do 100k a day. I, I honestly don't know how, and I don't know how long it's gonna take. <laughs> I mean, that's a but huge, that's, huge. I amount. know, dude. I, I David, I remember, uh, dude. I remember. So when Lon and I was 27, we bought a house when we were 23. And Lon, dude, Lon, Lon is a very good saver. Like she's willing to like not shop, not, 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 not go on vacation and just save and pay off the debt, right? So, I mean, we're raised by Asian parents, right? Pay off your car, pay off your house. That's when you can live the American dreams, right? Work at a nice J-O the B. So 27, man, we literally are, we, we got two Honda, 
Both of them are paid off. We have two Honda. Both are Asian. We love Honda. Both of them are paid off. <laughs> Our house, bro, was almost paid off. I think we owe like about, we bought it for three fifty, and we only owe about 50000 in it. We got, I think at the time we have like $150,000 saved in the bank. And I, I honestly, Ryan and David, I, I thought life was it, man. I, I thought that this was done. Like I can now retire. I can take it easy. Don't have to do shit no more. And I came home one day in Lansai Kong. I want to get into real estate. And we're going to risk all the money. And we're going to get, and we're going to, I say, like, dude, when I heard that, bro, I was like, come on, man. Shit. Lon, <laughs> what, what did you just say? Because she's like, Kong. I want to be a millionaire, but there's no way. And I don't want to wait until I'm 65. And right. I don't, so I don't want us to, I don't want us to save our way there. We can't travel where we want. I still cannot go drop 30, 20, 30 K on a diamond ring. I want. Right. So I was like, Oh, sh-. and then now here she is again. And once again, I said, life is good. And now here she is again, setting another goal. And my whole thing, man, honestly, David and Ryan right now, if the wife said Kong, we're done. Dude, I'll be like, okay, we're done. I, I don't need to grind hard anymore. Uh, but my, my whole thing throughout my life, man, and, and the reason why I keep on hustling, getting out, because I want just to make Lon's dream come true. Yeah. Yep. That's Period. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. It seems like you guys are such a good couple. It, it seems like you're, you're well, pushing each other to be better. And yeah. it's great that she's helping you save and push to get to that next level. Because I could tell you're passionate about it too. I could tell it means yeah. a lot to you. And your yeah. energy is just so contagious. I'm super oh, thankful you. you got to be here on the Deal Machine podcast. Where should people go to find you? I mean, you've got a TikTok that's got 3 million followers. Maybe that would be where they should go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So TikTok, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. The real uh, King Twitter. Kong, right? Yep. Yep. Just real. Yep. Just real King, uh, King Kong. And I want to say, dude, I um, it's an honor to be here sitting with Ryan, sitting with David. And uh, I appreciate you guys so, so much, man. And I hope that I wasn't too loud. And secondly, that I hope that I didn't talk too much. Oh, oh my gosh. Dude. You're amazing. Your energy is <laughs> yeah. so contagious, like I said. Uh, you know, tell, tell Lon that we said hey. And I uh, appreciate being able to film that video with her bag uh, a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I can't wait to see you at Collective Genius. Did you know that Ryan got invited to the big CG? Did. Oh, no, Ryan Haywood oh, right here. Oh, 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 Ryan. Okay, gotcha. Dude. Yeah. He said he wants to wait though. He wants to help more people in CG Select, so we don't get to hang out with him quite yet. Oh, dude, Ryan, bro, maybe, maybe I need to send you my affiliate link, man. Because <laughs> like you need genius? to sign, dude. You need to sign up through my affiliate link so I can get that two thousand bucks, baby. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. No, I, I did. Uh, Leon had approached me and said, "Hey, we're ready for you," and. I don't know. I just feel like I'm leaving. I feel like I'm at the point where I'm, I'm already struggling with like, I don't feel like I'm in a position where I should be coaching people, but I, I don't want to like jump. Like, I feel like there's something mm. in the middle that I need to, I need to pay attention to. And there's man, this last meeting, mm. we just, we were just there last week. There was so many new people in that room. I'm like, mm. all these guys are where I was three years ago, I could be giving more mm. in this community before I'm ready to move on. Like, I don't know. It's just a mental thing for me that I want to be able to give as much as I can. And I don't feel like I have, I want to make sure that I'm, right. I'm giving as much as I can before I say, okay, I'm ready to go sit in that room. I mean, I want to, don't gotcha. get me wrong. There's you're in there. David's in there. There's so many guys in that room that I'm like, I want to sit in that room, 
but I know that I'll feel better I'm the guy about that, it. I'm the guy that made the lease. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, wait, wait, uh, David, uh, ha, uh, do we have a little bit more time? Yeah. Because, Brian, I want to ask you, man, it's that uh, I want to know a little bit about uh, your story and how and how's your first five years of being in business? So the story is I had spent um, seven years work. I mean, all my career has been in sales, but I spent seven years working selling fiber optic Internet. Um, and we had baby number three on the way. Um, the job, I, I was, I was literally just destroying any kind of a number that they put in front of me and, and as a sales goal, they're like, Hey, can you hit this? Damn. And I was just smashing them to the point where I was making more than the CEO. And it was like, they, their conversation was, Hey, we have to change your pay structure because you're making too much money. They did that three times. <laughs> and the third time I was I like, that. Ridiculous. I cannot do this again. Like the the yeah. salary just kept going down and down and down which meant i had to mm. hustle even more and push even more which is right. exhausting you got kids at home that don't see me i'd yep. i'd see them for 5 minutes before they go to bed and that's not the life i had ever dreamed of wanting to live yep. and so megan found max maxwell on i think it was instagram and she seen he was doing a 30 day wholesaling challenge and she's like you need to go and yep. do this and i'm like I'm not doing that. And she's like, no, you really do need to do this. Like, this is a, a good opportunity for you to do it. And I'm like, well, tell me about it. And she said, you know, it's something to the extent of you get a house under contract and then you sell it to someone else. And uh, so we did this 30 days. I signed up for it and we started doing the driving for dollars and, you know, doing all of the things that are required in the 30 days. And within, uh, I think it was the first seven days I got a house from a friend who referred it, they knew what we were doing. They're like, hey, this guy wants to sell this house. So we got it under contract. And then by the 14th day, we had it assigned. And it was assigned for 16000 The assignment fee was like 16000 but I split it with a partner who helped me facilitate the deal. And nice. yeah, that was the moment that it was like it clicked. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just made in one month, what I, what I would have had, or in one week, essentially what I would have had to spend a whole month trying to make at this other place. Um, then it just, once I knew, okay, I can do this. Like I hit the gas pedal and we were just flying. Like there, there would be times we'd get the kids in bed. Megan and I would sit down on the couch and I would have to send five purchase and sell agreements. I'm like I got to get these contracts out like in Damn. one night. And that was the moment that I'm like, I'm like a, I'm a ravenous animal. When I, when something drops in front of me like that, I just go. And then most of the times yeah. Megan's like, Hey, you need to take a break because we haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you need to take a break. Oh, she's the moaning. Yeah. Yeah. All I could see was just dollar signs. I'm like, I can't believe I can make yeah. this much money. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, dude, looking back, First year, we did 73 wholesale deals. Yep. Um, I didn't know that that was good. What? I had no clue. No idea that that was good. Uh, and then Damn. the second year, we hit 125. The third year, we hit over. And, and already this month, or this year, I think we're at 37. So our business is model good? is way Whoa. different now than it was when we first started. Now we're doing... Dude, um, Brian, 
what's called Berkey, which means we assign it, but then they turn around and hire us to do the construction part of it as well. So I raised my Mm. assignment fees. When we first started, assignment fee average was about 5,000 per deal. Um, Now we're hitting an average of about 27 to 30,000 per deal. What did you call that? Berkey? Berkey, yep. I've never so heard is that, that a turnkey? Yep. So is that Andrew a turnkey? It's Berkey? Berkey, yep. <laughs> Leon Barnes was the one. Because we didn't know. We thought this was all original. Like, oh, we're doing our own thing. And then Leon's yeah. like, no, it's called Berkey. I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. Didn't know that existed. Why does it call Berkey? Well, What's the bur? essentially, you're, you're <laughs> assigning the property to an investor who does not have the resources to facil- facilitate the burr process. So the reason it's burr key is you are you assign it and then you become the solution to finish the burr. So you're doing the mm. burr for them essentially. Okay, but they pay you. Yeah, they pay you to yep. do the burr, right? <clears throat> yep. Yeah, we've so, got seven crews so that work for us. They just don't know contractors like you. Do. <laughs> Correct. Mm. Gotcha. Dude, so see, listen for those of you who 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 who's in sales and you're good. Bro, I'm telling you, man, you should start your own business because you're going to freaking crush it. Yeah. Because if you can sales, my friend, dude, you can, <laughs> you make a lot of money. Sales skills is Ryan right here. so good, better yep. than anything you're going to get in college. Like, if Agreed. you know how to sell something, you're going to have a really good career, period. Dude, because every business, every company, man, bro, needs sales. sales. Yep. Right? So, Ryan, let me ask you this, man. I... I kind of already know the answer, but let me ask you this, dude. So the first five years in business, do you feel like it's like you can afford it? It's one thing. But do you feel like you have some extra money to go out there and drop to buy some supercar living in a big mansion? Because that's what people think. Oh, once I hit that millionaire status, I'm going to go buy the supercar living in a mansions, you know, do all this crazy thing. But in reality, majority what? Up until last year, last year. For my birthday, I bought a Mustang. Uh, oh, okay. How and much that? That was a $30,000 car. Like, it was nothing. Okay. It was nothing. It, it meets the That's rule. Like one check? Yeah, exactly. It meets the rule <laughs> that you said. So, like, that to me, and still now, I'm like, I don't need that. That car sits in the garage more than it doesn't. Yeah. Like, I drive a 2005 right. F-150 most of the time. Uh, right. But no, I, I don't feel there's not not been a moment where I feel like, oh, I should go and do something big. I still and maybe it's because we live in the Midwest. Like, I don't know if that we live out in the country to ourselves. We got we got chickens in the backyard like it, <laughs> we we live a the very uh, low key lifestyle there. The, the biggest splurge I ever have is like when we go take the kids on vacation, like they want to do something cool like, oh, dad, can we do the wave runners? I'm like, hell yeah, we can. Right. That's probably about the biggest gotcha. splurge I have. <laughs> See, that, and Ryan, the reason, the reason I bring this up, man, is because a lot of people confuse. Like they expect, oh, you're a millionaire. You should live in a big mansion. You should have all these supercar. You should go on, you know, you should travel private first, all of that. But majority in reality, my friend, Smart one does not do that. And that's how, that's how they have the extra cash. They have something to show. They have all these real estate, all these assets. It's the one that outspending the money like you think, right? Mm-hmm. It's the one that actually don't have anything. Yeah. They, yep. they don't got anything besides liabilities. Tons of them. 
Yep. We know tons yep. of people that are in that position. It's like, why did you do all that? Yeah. You know, I actually just, I actually just uh, duet uh, one veto with Shaq. Shaq's like when he first got his million dollar checks, he's out buying. He went and dropped hundred thousand, fifty dollars, thousand dollars on, you know, the cars, the Mercedes man he wants. And then he's like, well, you know, he's like, oh, I still got eight, what, eight hundred some thousand left. Well, I went and bought his his dad one, bought his mom one. He went and he said, dude, he blew away that million, a million, just that like million, that. just like that. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. And he said that was the most stupidest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I got to go check that out. Well, Ryan, I loved hearing your story. Kong, I love that you were asking. Do you, uh, do you actually, I'll, I'll give the host status to you, Kong. Do you have any uh, final directions you'd like to take the podcast? What do you mean by that? Well, you were asking Ryan some questions. I was just wondering yeah. if you had any more questions. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, how about with you, David? Because I know that you, you, you just recently, right? Got your, uh, bought a Ferrari. <laughs> I, did. I, I, I bought it like two years ago and yep. I really, really wanted one, but my mentor told me to wait and tie it to yep. a certain goal. And yep. so, you know, I, the goal was doing a $1 million of revenue in one month on the software Damn. side of the company. Right. So I hit that goal and then I bought the Ferrari. I, I had to actually finally buy it because I was so obsessed looking at auto trader. I got to use one. I didn't get a new one like you did. Um, but I, I had to look at auto trader. Like I was looking every five minutes and I needed to finally buy one just so I got my time back. Cause I was, I was mm. so obsessed with looking at these, uh, cars. So that was really, really excited. I couldn't believe when it got delivered to my house on a trailer, I had never even seen a semi truck in my neighborhood before. So it was Damn. like, a, it was a big deal. And, uh, yeah, that, so the car, it just means, it means a lot more. It, it represents that achievement to me. Mm you know, more than just being a car, I would say. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha, man. Um, David, you know, Lon and I, man, starting, I think, I, I think when we bought our Lexus from there, we say, dude, because when we bought the old Honda, dude, it breaks down. Like, uh, I think Lon, Lon first car was a Mazda and it breaks down all the time. And I said, once I get to the point where I can afford it, I will delay instant gratification, but I will never buy a used car again. Yeah. I like my car now, just like my girl, man, fresh. <laughs> Like a version. Oh Never touched for the very first. Dude, man. So so my next one, man, I want to get uh David, talk about car, man. The next one I want to get is a McLaren GT. I'm a car guy. Oh, whoa, how much is that? Yeah. It's gonna run me uh right around three hundred. Wow, okay. So and so... you'll have two cars in the garage. <laughs> and I'll be driving a bicycle around, man. <laughs> Yeah, so for me to get that, I got to get to the point where I can do at least half a million a month. Okay. So, well, it's we'll great. It's so fun to have goals like that because then it makes yeah. the the goal meaningful. It's like otherwise, Absolutely. like what what good is another hundred thousand per month if you if you're not going to reward yourself with it or if you're yep. not going to give yeah. yourself some type of you know reward yep. for it? So, for me, Kong, I, I, I want to get the I want to get the uh, Ferrari F40. It's a, it's a used Ooh. one again, but I I can't <laughs> get it. I can't get it until I get uh, 10 million in rental property equity. So I basically Damn. have to, I got a 10 X, I got a 10 X in my mm. rental property equity to get there. So I, I just bought one last week. So I'm, I'm working it. Damn. So now that I hear what you're saying, bro, I think uh, my goal is very a poquito. Very What's small. <laughs> what? What's very that? small. I said, I, I said, I said, I said, now that I, I now that I heard, you, heard about your goal and what, and when you're going to take, 
to get the next car. I said, compared to mine, my, my goal is very porquito, oh, very por small. Porquito. <laughs> yeah, porquito, <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> well, you you got to get the car that you like, right? It's like, yeah. I, I didn't get the most expensive one, but I, I really liked the one that I picked. So I think you're doing the same way, right? You, you want the yep. McLaren GT because that's the car that you want. Yep, correct. Here I am driving a Ford Mustang GT, and I think I'm some kind of a, a baller. And in Missouri, you are. <laughs> Nobody drives Ferraris oh, for in, sure. in Missouri. It doesn't happen. You'd get a lot of attention in St. Joe, Missouri, right? Right oh, there in that gosh. little town. For yeah, sure. you would. Everybody would be Dude, like, Ryan, what is that? Ryan, how much horsepower that uh, GT got, man? Because I see him on the road here, man. They look pretty sick. Bro. Yeah, they move. Um I don't know. They think it's like over 400. I should know. I just hit that the gas right. pedal and go. Yeah. So slower than David. So it's which slower. which mean if you guys so which mean if you're just going to go driving for dollars and if you're just going to go to a seller house, Ryan, I'm sorry, bro, but I think that you're going to lose on the deal, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, one time you don't David take that to your seller appointment. One time David asked <laughs> if I wanted to drive his Ferrari. Uh and I wanted to more than anything in my life. I was like I want to drive that car. <laughs> But he did it. He offered the the invitation right after we did an arm workout, and I could not lift my freaking arms. I think it was an intention. Oh, I thought it was your legs. It was it was something that I was like, I I can't I can't drive this car right now. Right. right. I know unable. I know Kong works out because he he just Dude. posted that his outfit cost thirty five dollars. He he wasn't wearing a shirt. <laughs> So he knows the feeling. He can't get in the Ferrari Bro. after doing the workout. Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> hey, dude, any day, any day that I, any day that I don't want to go to the gym, I just go on uh, David's uh, Instagram and like I was like, damn, okay, I gotta go to the gym, dude. <laughs> my wife goes to the gym, and she is an animal. For me, I get bored. Mm. I don't know why, but mm. for some reason, I get. I can go when I'm with David. I can go because it's like I've got. Dread there working but talking. I've got David there wor working and talking. If I have to go mm, by myself, yeah, I get my bored. Trainer. Yeah, I can't. Mm, I yeah. can go run. I can go golf. And those are the things that I really enjoy doing. But lifting, I just get bored after about five minutes. Like, nope. Ryan, here's not like you need any more money, man, but you know what uh, Pineda did? If you love golfing, man, uh, Pineda charged people 5000 to golf with him, man. And I've heard that. It, right? They want Dude, bro, I have that heard cat that. is booked out like freaking, he booked out for like a year, bro. Yeah. He'll <laughs> never have to pay for a handle. tea time for sure. <laughs> so funny. Well, guys, let's wrap this up. Go follow The Real King Kong on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram. And Kong, thank you so much for yeah, your man. time. I really, really appreciate it. I know it people amazing. are going to love this episode. Thanks for listening to the Deal Machine Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please leave us a review and follow along wherever you're listening to your podcast.